Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp here for the Fightful.com podcast, November 7th edition. It is our 100th episode. I don't know what that says about us that we did 100 episodes of the Fightful podcast in like four months. Hot damn. Either way, we are brought to you by DraftBeast.com. I already won my week in fantasy football. I didn't even need my quarterback tonight, so I continue to, to take your money. It seems almost unfair. But keep going to DraftBeast.com and giving it to me. Also on it, go to our podcast page, Fightful.com slash podcast. Open up any of those podcast pages and you'll see that blue on it link. Hey, you heard the reaction Bailey got tonight? It's probably because she takes Alpha Brain. I think that's the reason is a bunch of shroom tech in Alpha Brain. We are joined by new associate editor, Alex Pawlowski. Alex, how was your first day on the full-time job? Uh, I'm learning the ropes, but I'm learning from the best. Uh, I haven't done anything like this before. I'm mostly just a feature writer, uh, make the people laugh with my words, but now I got to like do all the smart stuff and keep everybody in line. And that's interesting. I do want to show you over my shoulder here. I do have a number 100 because, because had I known that this (sighs) was going to be the hundredth episode I would have done the whole thing up. We would have had balloons dropping and confetti, but I only found out this about this about an hour ago, uh, a couple hours ago. So that's all you get is a number one. I found out about it when I looked at the, our playlist, our fightful.com playlist on YouTube. And I saw 99 in the fightful podcast, which means I have done over 200 podcasts since like June of last year. Absurd. Also, we have a special guest, you guys. Uh, some of you saw her very well-received segment, which has yet to be named on Fightful.com this week. She hails from a land down under. She's Anna Bauer. Anna, how the hell are you? I'm good, thanks. I'm wearing my Michael Cera shirt in celebration of 100 shows. What's the significance of that to the number 100? I didn't have anything else that's like party dress. This is my party dress, so... uh, yeah. I can get down with that. I'm cool with Michael Sarah. Yeah. He was yeah. fine in uh, 
this is the end. The the best version of Michael Sarah we have ever seen. Um, yep. Anna, for those who didn't see the segment, tell the people a little bit about what you're doing for Fightful. Uh, basically the most ridiculous spots in WWE each week. Um, not all bad. I wanted to clarify that because I really hate podcasts and all that that just bury the product. It's like, why? Oh, you're going to love it tonight. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. There is sometimes there is reason, but there is always good in everything. Most of whatever. Yes. You um, picked but, a weird time to tell two Americans there is good in everything. That's we why facing, I stepped away from what I was saying. <laughs> we are facing one of the most terrifying elections of all time. Somebody says, where's the hot Asian podcaster? Well, she's on her honeymoon right now. So instead we have a hot Australian podcaster. I'm so sorry. I'm, I, guess, I guess the Australian continent is that doesn't do it for people, Anna. What do you have to I, say about this? Your first bit of negativity. You know what? No. You know what? Personal preference. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Somebody also says Anna has a potty mouth. I encourage that potty mouth, actually. An actual message that I sent to her said, feel free to curse liberally. So there you yeah. go. Yeah. My parents weren't too happy with that, but I uh... don't they weren't? Did you, did you show it to them? I think they're watching right now. Really? Very, very weird for me, but uh, yeah. I don't think my mom's ever watched a podcast that I've done. Alex, does your my family watch our shows? To, my mom watches all these just to hear my voice because she lives like 2,000 miles away. Really? Yeah. she has. She's never watched wrestling. She pretty much hates it. So <laughs> she, she has no idea who we're talking about. Uh, she did take note of one time where I said that AJ Styles could hit my own mother with a chair and I'd still cheer for him. <laughs> and she was very upset about that. But, uh, but no, she, she listens and I'm probably sure she's listening right now. So, Guys, there's a few things I want to get into. Obviously, we had the busiest weekend of features ever at Fightful.com. Like a lot of times in this business, you worry about not having enough content I had way too much content this weekend, like between Aaron Hyden's spare room feature, uh, the Showdown Joe stuff, the Vince Russo exclusives we had, the Matt Riddle podcast, our best one we've ever done. I had like a ton. So I compiled them all into one article. Uh, Go check that out. Lots of cool stuff coming to Fightful.com. Tons of viewing parties too, between Bellator, the Eddie Bravo Invitational, UFC on Saturday. And this Saturday, if you are not an MMA fan, I still encourage you to check out our UFC 205 viewing party. The biggest MMA show ever, period, ever. It is a giant show. Please check it out. Uh, hang out with the uh, Fightful.com crew and, and all the people on our Discuss forums. Also, our uh, Fightful forums have been overhauled. Go over there, hang out. Uh, they have been a little more active. I need to address the Vince Russo thing. So, I mean, Vince called me today, and I I wondered where his head would be at, and his heart was just not in it, and we were not going to hold a guy to a contract if his heart was not in it. His heart wasn't in it before what happened, and I would imagine him losing his mother just multiplied that. And if you read his Raw reviews, you could tell he didn't want to do that anymore. And that's understandable. And losing somebody like your mother, 
that really magnifies the situation. And we didn't want to keep a guy somewhere where he would feel like it was a chore to do something like that. And he, he would, he wants to branch out and do non-wrestling stuff and handle Rocky mountain pro. So we are uh, actively searching for a new Friday co-host. I have talked to some very interesting names that I cannot mention because fun fact, guys, I once teased the fact that I was doing a podcast with Matt Riddle and it didn't happen for like three weeks. So I'm not going to do that this time, but I've talked to some interesting names. We're still reaching out to people. If there's anybody that you all would like to see, obviously they can't be contracted by Podcast One, MLW Radio, WWE. They got to speak English because I can't speak to anybody from NJPW unless they speak English. But uh, send us your recommendations and we'll take a look at them and maybe make it work. But lots of cool stuff. Way more cool stuff than what happened on Monday Night Raw tonight. Guys. Hmm. Anna, now you you are this ray of positivity. We're yeah. going to break it down tonight. What did you think yeah. of the show? It wasn't one of the strongest ones. It didn't help that the crowd was shit. Like, dead. Completely dead. And some segments it was, yeah, understandable. That final one? They kind of picked up a bit. And then there were the Bailey chants. Yeah, the Bailey segment, the crowd was hot. Like, But for most of the most of the night, I'm like, why would the crowd be into this? Somebody says, please hire Virgil. Funny story about Virgil. <laughs> so when you do interviews, it's just a publicity for publicity thing. I contacted a round of people to do some interviews. And one of the responses I got back was from Virgil who just said, and I quote, how much? That's it. How much? Virgil after that. Fuck money. Sorry, Alex and Anna's mom. Sorry. <laughs> Very sorry about that. But he, he is after it. Either way, Alex, this show, I will go as far as to say one of the worst Raws of the year, Alex. I'll say, I'll say that. Um, yeah. It it had it had potential to be something more than that, but the problem is that they're doing the thing that I knew they were going to do, which is, okay, all of you guys, you've got to learn to work together because you were depending on you to come together and get on the same page and fight together for a common cause. So to that end, we're going to have you all fight each other, which makes zero sense. And they did that None. over and over and over and over again. And uh, I that, that I can't take another week of this before we get to Survivor Series. There's no drama in this. We know they don't like each other. There's, it's better to see have two guys who we know don't like each other team together to fight another team and show that they can work together. That's drama as opposed to like, oh, yeah, we know you hate each other, so we're going to give in to those baser instincts and have you fight each other now. It, it undermined the entire point. I, I don't. Well, I can't say it undermined because I don't know the point anymore. We got – well, Seth Rollins said that he joined the Survivor Series team because he was offered a unique opportunity, which leads me to believe that Dario Cueto is actually leading up Team Raw because he, he loves handing out those unique opportunities. Anna, as a person who, you know, you, do, you, you take a look at the most ridiculous things each week, doesn't it seem a little ridiculous that if you want to prove brand superiority, 
that maybe you wouldn't have the people that are going to be doing that for you beat the living shit out of each other a couple weeks before? Even even with the Rollins thing, given the whole Shane, Vince, lockbox scenario we had a few months ago that we still don't have an answer to, I have no faith that anything's actually going to come of this either. It just... I don't have faith that anything will, will come of anything that happens. But when they plant a seed like that, you got to hope at least, right? Yeah. But I don't think they will. And it's just. <laughs> they never do. I'm sick Alex. of. Sorry, Anna. What were you thinking? That's right. <laughs> so, Alex, like, this happened all throughout the night, mm-hmm. it happened with the women. We had a tag team match that was born of this. We had a main event where they were putting each other through friggin' tables. Also, I, I would like to say, Braun Strowman takes the best bumps to the outside of the ring of anybody I've ever seen in my damn life. Except for Takamichinoku, who takes them flat on his face. But, <laughs> Alex, the, why would you do this? Because they literally don't have any other options the thing about the women specifically who are they going to have them face if not each other because there literally aren't any other women so that's a problem they can uh, all face dana brooke <laughs> not tonight though because they had to have a three on three i love that that they had they made natalia the women's coach for smackdown live and like dana i guess is like team raw's mascot or something uh, why, why couldn't they have brought in – why couldn't they have just had a singles match, somebody versus Dana Brooke, and then next week have the five girls against just a jolly crew of jobbers, <laughs> just the good. jobbiest jobbers that ever existed. The jobbiest and jobbers? And just crush them. That's what yeah. – yeah, they should yeah. have these sets of five face other sets of five as like a team-building exercise. Right. Uh, I don't they're get not, it. They're I, not doing that because they think that – they think that the drama inherent in making two guys who don't like each other fight together and then fight each other is awesome, but it's not. It, it makes Stephanie look inept. It makes her look dumb yeah. for putting all these people Well, the, the, her, her little thing of, I'm going to let you get it all out of your systems just this once. Like, no, you're not. You're going to make them fight <laughs> each other next week too. Don't lie. You're totally, you already have that match booked. So, yeah, it's just – it doesn't work. I'll tell you one thing I liked. Noam Dar. Anna, what would you think about that reaction he got debuting? That was very smart on their behalf. He's been on the in, on the road with them for like a month now. So, yeah, good call. I just don't understand why they tagged him with Kendrick. And I also got very confused at one point legitimately as to if he was the heel or Sin Cara. Oh, so the Sin Cara thing, I got to address that, by the way. Jesus. <laughs> oh, boy, there's a lot to talk about here. Because I've, I've heard a couple different versions of the story. I've heard that I've heard that both men were at fault, but it's one of those situations where they were both kind of douchey, but it got out of control. Him and Chris Jericho got into a fight. <laughs> Sin Cara was like raising some hell, being really annoying on a bus. And Chris Jericho, I've heard, was a little aggressive about it, like a little too aggressive about it. Instead of just saying, 
hey, why don't you cut it out? I've heard that he was super aggressive about it, and Sinkara said, and I quote, fuck off, and punched him in the face. Chris Jericho then bit Sinkara, then later posted a video about how if he takes bath salts, he will eat somebody's face off. Now, keep in mind, he says this, and he I don't know if he was drinking. I had no idea. But he looked – he could have been jet-lagged. He could have been a lot of things. But shortly after biting a man, he talks about eating a man's face off. He was not knocked out, like people were saying. Absolutely was not knocked out. I know that for sure. Uh, I was told Sinkar got the best of the fight. Man, these two guys are like the undisputed – just backstage. thug, nasty, nasty thugs backstage. Yeah. Alex, what do you think? Uh, I thought it was really funny that, you know, we we heard about, you know, Sinkara taking out Simon Gotch a couple of months ago. And uh, we also heard about Chris Jericho getting in Brock Lesnar's face. And it only is a matter of time before these two guys had to fight each other, having, you know, gone through the round-robin tournament, apparently. Uh, yeah. Uh, when I when I heard about this, I was not surprised, and uh, but I I was wondering how much pull Jericho had if if he wanted Sin Cara to be, you know, not gone, but just I was surprised he's, to see Sin Cara on Raw tonight. I'll say that. Yeah, he's never struck me as the type of guy that would get somebody fired, especially over something like that. I mean, he's also gotten to some altercations, like I think with Shane Helms and their buddies. Now. Wasn't Sinkara kicked off the bus? Yes, he was kicked off the bus as well. Absolutely was. Now, Anna, I'm going to fire off some names to you. Mm -hmm. And you'll tell me who would win in a hypothetical fight between Sinkara and these people. Yeah. Goldust. I'd like to think Goldust. But Goldust's like 96, not now. Yeah. Time traveling gold dust would definitely be yeah. Sinkara in a fight. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, I'm good with that. Yeah. Bo Dallas. <sighs> I would love it to be Bo Dallas. He's got an amateur I, wrestling background. Yeah. I I don't know, maybe if Curtis Axel teamed with him just once more, <laughs> it'd be worth Jinder it. Mahal. Answer, come on. This guy doesn't – I feel like even if he could beat him in a fight, there'll just be Vince in the background just with people waiting to arrest him because that is just so (laughs) out of the ballpark of what's really – Summer Rae. Summer Rae. I'm going to say Summer Rae because I believe. Oh, man. We had a cruiserweight match. It was fine. As you mentioned – he did team with uh, – or Sing, not Sinkara. Uh, Noam Dwar did team with Brian Kendrick. I think the reason they did this was to give him a reason to – I don't know. They could have just had him win if they were looking for a reason to pop the crowd. But, of course, you don't do that in somebody's hometown. They don't win in their hometown. That's not something they do. Alex, well, they, yeah, they had, we they haven't had, talked – They had Dwar. Well, hold, hold on a damn second, Alex. We have not talked to you since 205 Live was announced. Yes. And uh, you covered the Cruiserweight Classic. Do you think what the WWE has put forth justifies the 205 Live show, or do you think that they are going to utilize that hour to justify 
the cruiserweight division. Right. I think they need to retcon some of this stuff. Um, I think they, they can they can they can handle one good cruiserweight storyline on Raw. Um, I have faith because so far they haven't shown that they can do that, but I have faith that they can do that. Um, but they can't handle a whole division. So what this is going to do is allow you're going to have um, a lot of different things go on on a separate show an hour long. Why it's being done uh, after SmackDown instead of at full sale or after um, uh, NXT taping? I mean, like it's it's just all of this makes a lot makes very little sense to me. The problem is is that your normal audiences don't give two craps about the cruiserweights, so no matter when, you know, when you run it, where you're going to put it, that, that audience still live is going to have those bad reactions. I'm kind of scared about what this is going to be though. And I'll say this, you are probably the type of demographic the WWE would like to go after. Do the cruiserweights interest you? Yes, but not the way that they're doing it. I just don't understand why they have to be this specialized purple rope thing every single week. Why can't you integrate them with the other main roster, have the title that they're still going for? I just don't, I don't understand the point of setting up an entirely new show when you've already tried to isolate them enough on your show anyway, and it's not working. What makes them think yeah, they make it bring people in? Seems like a freak show. Yeah. I, I thought that uh, I thought that Alex had a typo on his on his report for Golden Truth, but <laughs> it's the Golden Truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> basically. Okay, uh, so this segment. I, I want to say this. I'm really glad the crowd had fun. I'm really glad the crowd had fun, but they made everybody but Anderson and Gallows look like nine year olds. For the next, like, 40 minutes between all these guys in the Golden Truth uh, segment. Oh, man. They made them all look like nine-year-olds, and I didn't like that. I'm okay with the New Day doing this sometimes. And and this was the right spot for them to do this, but it wasn't the right spot for everybody else to act like children. Now, I will say that the Nielsen Nielsen ratings are outdated. They're antiquated. But what they're not antiquated in is showing your your demographic. And the the WWE demographic isn't as young as they would like. As I mentioned, people like Anna that they they seem to be going after and getting, and older men. I don't know if old dudes like the idea of all this this kid play, this little kitty. I, I don't like it. I know I don't. Alex, what did this do? I mean, it established that Gallows and Anderson are willing to screw these guys over for sure. Right. Um, What it did is it further sowed the seeds of disillusionment and, you know, guys just not getting along because that's the most important thing to show, that there's a chance that these guys might not work together two weeks from now. What's going to happen? Um, and of course they are. I mean, you can't do that in every Survivor Series match. One of them might turn on somebody at some point, and you might have an elimination because of betrayal. But the whole thing's not going to hinge on that. So, But that's what they're teasing with this. And it doesn't make a lot of sense to have 
you know, I mean, a segment after they're all introduced and they come down to the ring, they go to commercial, they come back and everyone's just running the dozens on Sheamus. And with good cause, he says, you know what? I'm leaving. Because everyone was ganging up on poor Sheamus. And that didn't make a lot of, that, that wasn't very good. They were, you know, they were ginger shaming him and that wasn't, that wasn't okay. Uh, <laughs> there was a lot of, and at one point, we obviously Enzo, disagree politically on a few things, and things, and ginger shaming is something that I absolutely advocate. At one point, Enzo Enzo says that Seamus should be most afraid of dying alone. Just, that's a little dark. I mean, for it was your, morbid. <laughs> I was like, that's a little too much, and nobody it didn't get a reaction because people were like, yeah, he probably should be. <laughs> like, like, it's not good. And then uh, the one thing that saved the whole thing is is New Day coming out, you know, in Braveheart riding unicorns with, you know, Xavier Woods playing Agnes Francesca's cousin, the bagpipes. Think, that was great. Bebop from the Ninja Turtles is getting this type of disrespect wherever the hell he is right now. I don't. I don't think so. I can't imagine that he caught possibly could. Man, uh, I think there are laws protecting warthog Americans. Oh, Jesus. Oh man, um, <laughs> Anna, what, did the New Day versus Gallows and Anderson did did it have you on the edge of your seat? Were you just? Oh, I can't I, wait to see what happens here. I've noticed a new thing now. Every time I hear Gallows and Anderson's music hit, dread comes over me and my stomach drops because I just assume that they they're going to be buried. So that was that was a nice change tonight, but what? So what now? Like that does nothing for them. So I'll angry. Tell you, I'll tell you what happens for somebody. The golden truth. Now I swear to God, if they swapped out shining stars for golden truth because golden truth traded their stuff for a timeshare, they better film vignettes at the damn timeshare. This has to happen. I want a payoff of this. I, I'll never say that about the Golden Truth probably ever again. You, you know what it's going to be, though, Sean? It's going to be from last year when Kane went on vacation to Hawaii and they just filmed stills of him in front of a green screen and said, oh, here's pictures of Kane vacationing in Hawaii. <laughs> that was great. That was great, <laughs> That's though. what it's going to be, uh, which should be fine because that would be hilarious. Uh, I'm I buying think- a green screen. Maybe I'll do it, too. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we we had a couple of video packages, Brock Lesnar and Goldberg. I like these. I thought they were really good. Uh, Brock Lesnar says, and I quote, I'm not going to show any fucking mercy to Bill Goldberg. I like it. I'm cool with it. Yeah. Would you show There's- any mercy to Bill Goldberg, Anna? Um, I personally would be um, too terrified to not. Um I was going to put in the segment last week about the slight botch that happened last week. Oh, yeah. As I was talking about it and talking about Brock Lesnar, something in me just, like, shut down and freaked out with the thought that he could possibly see this and then come and kill me. So He's not, he's not making an international flight for that. <laughs> he wouldn't even go to Glasgow for Raw. <laughs> no, that's the thing. Okay, I'd get a phone call or something from his PA to say, come over to where he is, and then I'd jump on a plane, get over there, and then turn up just to be punched in the face. Yeah. 
You spent some time in America, didn't you? Mm-hmm. How long did you? How long were you in America? I lived there for two years. Hot diggity damn. So it's not out of the question that you might get speared out of your little Chuck Taylors or whatever you wear. Um, yes, I would die. Damn. It would be I like thought- the it'd be like the Nunzio spear from two thousand four Royal Rumble. That's a pretty good way to go, though. If I can choose, it would be by Brock Lesnar. Alex, what did you think of these these video packages? The thing that I noticed uh, the most about the Goldberg one was that they cleverly and very cleanly edited out Rusev entirely. (laughs) That not not just the botched knee, but no jackhammer. It was just this the, the thing of you know, Heyman getting in Goldberg's face and then they cut to Heyman spearing him. And they were able to actually just completely edit the fact out that he leapt over Rusev's prone body to do so. Uh, But the other one, the Lesnar one was great. Anytime you can have Lesnar speaking for himself and and not uh, Heyman, it just further reinforces the fact to me that he only has Heyman because he doesn't want to memorize scripts. Like if you can tell all this is unscripted and it's just him being a giant murder machine. And I think that's the best way to do it. Like the way that they've so done it on talking it. smack. Yeah. He's, he's so good at making me think he might actually eat a man. You know what I mean? Like I, I think he might just snap one day and eat a man. I'm here with a couple of professionals in the acting realm in Alex and Anna. Anna, I'll ask you, when you have to do, obviously, you're not threatening people's lives, usually. Although I did see you threaten a fetus's life one time, which got you the job. An abortion monologue got you this job. Yep. Yep. What's the difference in that? Like, If you were cutting a promo, would you prefer to have it scripted for you? You're also doing some pro wrestling training, which I didn't mention. Would you rather do it off the cuff? Would you rather do it scripted since, you know, you're kind of... Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off, my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply used to that scripting it it really depends i mean i think if you look back in the good old days of wrestling they had the writers that would write the specific characters and the performers were the ones in charge of the character they take suggestions but at the end of the day you know it's go and do your thing because they know the character that well now they have so many writers I don't know what the system is, but it just it doesn't seem to be working and they're not trusting the talent. And it's 
so stupid because you look on Talking Smack and they're getting themselves over. Why can't they just let them do that out there? Everybody's getting themselves over on Talking Smack. Baron Corbin got mm-hmm. himself over on Talking Smack. Damn. Did Alex, a well, fine job of it, yeah. What, what about you? You've got, obviously, an acting background as well. Yeah. Um, That's something that you would prefer to do off the cuff or have stuff prepared? Uh, I would prefer to get some talking points and kind of write it out myself and memorize it. Uh, it's hard to improv stuff, but um, I, I think that it's it's much better to have somebody who knows the character you're trying to portray specifically, knows what they would what they would say and what they wouldn't, and would work with you trying to like flesh out uh, a, a series of, of how how this guy would address this particular person. That's fine. The problem is is they have these people who are writing the same crap for everybody which is why you have Rollins delivering lines that probably were written for Roman six months ago, you know, and it yeah. just doesn't, I mean, spark, sparkle crotch is directly out of the tater tots playbook. It's oh, hell yeah. Exact promo. And that's it's one crazy. step closer to suffering succotash. Yep. It really yeah. is. It really is for all the, the negativity that comes out about Vince Russo, Elijah Burke, the Pope D'Angelo De Niro one time told me what he really liked about Vince Russo is he, is that Vince came up to him and said, I can give you ideas, but I'm a 50-year-old guy, white guy from New York. I can't write for you. I am not you. I don't know what you've been through. I don't know what you're doing. I don't know what your character's mindset is. You have to help me with that. I don't know what it is in WWE that, that they don't do, that that doesn't happen, but we see it come through on Talking Smack every single week. We see it, and and there's almost always something that somebody messages me and says, you got to watch Talking Smack. I didn't need to watch Shining Stars versus Golden Truth, but I did. That's the extent of that segment that we'll talk about. We had an in-ring segment with the women of Survivor Series. Charlotte, I think, has become a really good heel. Uh, She calls the SmackDown team a bunch of peasants. We were introduced to Nia Jax and Alicia Fox. Who is? She was terrible, but I almost think it was by design. (laughs) That was bad. She's psycho in her role. Anna, do you think it was intentionally bad or accidentally bad? The whole thing, or just Alicia Fox? Just Alicia Fox talking about Brangelina. That, uh, yeah, that's a fine line. Between funny, crazy, and just like, what the fuck are you doing? Kind of crazy. Uh, they I, had to shoehorn the Brangelina thing in there. They just had to. I hate it when they do that. Just like that is the pop culture references is once again like blurring. Who are you actually trying to target with this stuff? I don't know. I actually, I like Alicia Fox and I love her crazy thing, but that, I loved it. To be yeah, I, lo- I loved it when she would go bananas at ringside and just tear stuff up and like pour cokes out in the middle of the the aisle. I loved that. It, it made her a little bit different, and people were like, "Well, that's a stereotypical crazy girl role." Uh, no, not when she did it. There was nothing stereotypical about the way that she did it. She did it as good as anybody I've ever seen it. There was some audio editing here, but needless to say, Bailey was over with this crowd. They they did the Hey Bailey chant forever. I mean forever. I hope 
that a guy named Vince McMahon sees what he has with Bailey, understands it, and applies it. Alex, do you think that will happen? No. Not a chance in hell. <laughs> he hates it. He hates that it's not him who's decided Bailey's going to get over, so I'm going to make her, everyone love her, and therefore they'll love her because it was my idea. If someone gets over organically, that's a really surefire way of getting cooled off. Fortunately, so, a couple of the other people who are at the top are pretty good in Charlotte and Sasha Banks. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I When stuff like this happens, I feel so bad for Charlotte trying so hard to keep control of this thing, which is a runaway train that she can't manage. Nobody could. Like, it was just craziness. The only time they stopped is when Sasha decided, I'm going to sing along with you guys. Like, that was a really cool, like, off-the-cuff moment that really seemed like the crowd goes, hey, somebody actually really responded in a, in a positive way to the things that we're doing. We'll stop now. You know, because there's no greater way to keep a crowd doing something than to tell them to stop. Yes. Speaking of the women's division, we got another Emmalina promo. I once got cursed at for referring to Anna as Annalena. Anna so as... Not just once. It's a daily basis. But, okay... Emma, the fellow Aussie, I think she's fantastic. Don't know about this Instagram model gimmick. What do you think about this compared to her last two gimmicks, which is quirky Australian who throws her hands around and then badass who wears aviators and does it pretty well? Why do they have to change it from the badass? Like, I actually kind of wanted this women's segment for her to come out as, you know, normal Emma. And then take them all on because she could have in that. But now it's like, what do you, what is this? She should have stolen Dana Brooke back. Oh, did That's you what see, I would have done. Didn't she kick her ass on the weekend? I don't know. I, I haven't seen that video. I, I, somebody sent me the video, but I haven't opened it up yet. I'm excited for Emma to come back. I don't think it'll be before Survivor Series, though, because I think they want to keep her way no. away from that. Yeah, they'll they'll wait until after that reboot of the thing. Um, the what the stuff that that happened in this in this women's tag match that was interesting to me was all Nia Jax versus Sasha Banks related. Like there was a point where she ran through Sasha like she was made out of paper, and I was like, if I could trust Sasha to to work that program without possibly mm-hmm. getting broken. What a cool dynamic between yes. this girl who's 110 pounds soaking wet and this force of nature that is Nia Jax. There's, there's, there's money to be made in a feud between the two of them. And I was uh, the whole time I was just – because Sasha left before Nia got to NXT, so we never got to see them in that realm. And I'm, I've been waiting to see that feud for a while, and I'm, I'm excited to see what comes of it. Yeah, Nia is sturdy enough to take all the crazy shit that Sasha Banks does throughout the course of a match and a feud, so I'm interested in seeing that. We've had a lot of backstage segments, sometimes uh, involving Braun Strowman, who is a much better talker than he has any business being at this stage. He has become, become a pleasant surprise for me. Anna, did you ever expect Braun Strowman to be this interesting, or does he even interest you? I love him. I love him so much. Every time he speaks, though, I'm just expecting him to finish with I am Groot. And that's, <laughs> that's all you need. 
that segment with Rollins was, and that was sold by Rollins facial expressions. That was perfect. Oh, I love him. Seth Rollins. I, he's always had good reactions, especially dating back to when he did the stuff with New Day and he was their, their, their captain or whatever. He always had great stuff. And, like, you can tell it's natural for him. I would watch him in the Madden tournament games on Up, Up, Down, Down, which is, like, my favorite thing wrestling-related to watch every week is WWE wrestlers playing football video games. It's the best. It's the best. You all need to go check it out. It's just such a natural thing for him. Alex, I feel like you were on the Braun Strowman hype train early, but I can't remember. I was. I was on the I've been on the Braun Strowman hype train since he was with the Wyatts. I always thought they that whenever they would let him have three or four words during one of those weird, smoky backroom weed shack promos that they would do, uh, that I was like, hey, this guy can this guy can talk. He can put words together. And and his voice Sounds like it was dredged up from the bowels of hell. It's this amazing, <laughs> deep, brilliant thing. The way he's like, I'm on Team Braun. Like, yes, we're all on Team Braun. Everyone's with you, buddy. You can do whatever you can do whatever you want. Hey, okay. I love that thing. And like, I'm gonna snap you in half like a twig. Yes, that's that's fine. You probably could do that, and I'd like to watch. Uh he's great. Um, and I'm so happy that. They allowed him to work and to develop new things to do. Uh, he was the star by far of the Fatal Five Way at the end, like giving stuff to people, taking stuff from people, really showing that he has what it takes to to be a great worker, even at his enormous size and the fact that he's still really green. Like he's got a lot of room to improve, and I feel like he can and he will. The fact that everyone was like, oh, no, eventually they're going to have this guy wrestle Brock and it's just going to be terrible. Like now, I want I, – I have to see Strowman versus Brock at some point before Brock says, you know what, I'm piecing out and leaving. I got to see it at some point. I always think back to when I spoke to one of my contacts at the Performance Center and they told me that like especially – he came in and he practiced just for his Royal Rumble elimination. He came in and he worked on that. And as I said, it resulted in him taking the best bumps to the outside of the ring of anybody in the company. Anna, you highlighted a, a thing last week where TJ Perkins, who is half his size, almost broke his fucking neck going to the outside of the ring. Oh, that it was know. horrifying. So I'm I'm all on board with with Braun Strowman. I like him. Sami Zayn versus Rusev. <laughs> Stephanie McMahon hates Rusev. She channeled her inner Vince McMahon, or Vince Russo, rather. Absolutely hates Vince Russo, or hates uh, Sami Zayn. She probably hates Vince Russo, too. <laughs> uh, but she hates Sami Zayn, and for some reason, because she hates him so much, she lets him have an opportunity to face Rusev with the winner of Open Challenge Intercontinental title match. Well, first, besides the fact that Stephanie McMahon looks like a moron for putting a guy that she hates in this match. Zane won and almost took off Rusev's ear with that Haluva kick. Wow. Like you don't realize how close he was to losing an ear. Like guys, that shit doesn't hang on by much. Had he been facing the other way, I think it would have been gone. Like if he was facing the, the ring post, Oh, his ear is toast. This match ended a little earlier than I would have thought. 
I think they could have a good program. But going back to Braun Strowman, Sami Zayn had a little thing going on with him. Do you think they've abandoned that altogether, Anna? Probably. I don't know. I think it's on pause, definitely, because of Survivor Series. I would love Sami Zayn to get the title, and I'd love him to go to SmackDown. They would be a good fit. I think that'd be a good fit, especially if uh, he's not going to be involved in the cruiserweight division. When they started listing him at 205 instead of 212, which is unusual. Alex, your your thoughts on that statement? Because they never said that, well, they get to take the title to Raw. They just said you get this could this could also be a thing where Dana Bryan and Shane McMahon pull one over on Stephanie McMahon. Right. Um the thing that they that they said tonight though was Stephanie was very specific in if you if you are able somehow to beat Rusev, you better bring that Intercontinental title back to Raw. Okay. So I think we're I tune her out. That that yeah, me, me normally, but I gotta write about this stuff. So uh, um so I think we're to assume that the title will, will move, not the person who wins the title. Uh so I guess if Sammy somehow were to win. He could have certainly could have a feud that regenerates with with Braun, but he also, I mean, I think it would be a, a, a very natural fit. And they worked really well together in a quick match of Rusev versus Sammy because Rusev was doing some really great stuff. Of why don't you stay down? Your little punches and forearms don't hurt me, tiny man. And he get I love Rusev when he gets frustrated when he keeps getting near falls because then he does something stupid. Like, climb into the second rope to do what? What are you doing up on the top rope, Rusev? You're taking a haluva kick to the ear, which was a legitimately great way to end the match. I just felt like it, yeah, like you said, it was a little over a little too quick. But I think this could be a preview of something at some point in the future that could be really great between the two of them. It's election day tomorrow. I'll probably ask the people, should we do a show tomorrow night or should I hold off till Wednesday afternoon? Because, I mean, if... If, like, two of you are here to watch it, I'll just wait until Wednesday afternoon and do the show. Um, But, I mean, I know a lot of you will be tuned into election coverage and may not give a damn about SmackDown. So, if you all want me to wait until Wednesday. Not just – not SmackDown Live either. SmackDown taped. Yeah, SmackDown taped. So, if you guys want me to wait until Wednesday afternoon, I can probably swing that. I'll have to check Jeff's schedule, but – but either way, uh, if he can't do it, we got a guy named Alex who's on he's on salary now, so yeah, it's okay. Right. I just do whatever you tell me to anyway. Somebody says, F the election, it's rigged anyway. That, I can assure you, is not true. It is not rigged. Uh, that's about as far as I will go uh, in for the in, into politics. But, man, it's getting lit in our, smack, or in our uh, chat room on, y- on uh, YouTube. I'm all flustered. It has me concerned. It, we may not exist Wednesday to do a show. <laughs> Damn. Damn. Main event, we had a shield tease, but really is a two-thirds shield tease. It's like, what's the damn point? Yeah. I don't get it. I don't. They're definitely going somewhere with it. Because I, I think I sent you, I saw on the WWE the show well, the weekend. They they, they've got a lot of retro shirts on there, though. But, but they, they haven't had that one. one. 
I've been looking for it. They haven't had that one on in a very long you time. You have been actively looking for a Hounds yes. of Justice shirt? Yes. Did we make a great hire or what, you guys? <laughs> Man. I love, I, I love the Shield, too. I think that they should have been this generation's Rock, Triple H, and Steve Austin. Those three guys. And it's not hard to tell which was going to be which, either. The templates were already there. All three of them were over to the degree in which they needed to be over. It's just, man, such a shame. Such a shame. I still have hopes that uh, somebody says, magically finding misplaced votes for Bush in the past. But, hey, it's not rigged, right? I won't touch that with a 10-foot pole, but, no, it's not rigged. It's not rigged. That I can assure you. Hey, go look at Edward Snowden's tweets. I'll say that. It's the only time I'll ask you to go look at anything of Edward Snowden's. <laughs> Either way, main event time. The, the finish came when Roman Reigns, Superman punched Kevin Owens, <laughs> and he landed on Chris Jericho. What did you think of the finish, Anna? I I liked it. I was, yeah. I, I was concerned that they were going to try and push the split before Survivor Series, this is a good compromise. When Do we know if he's going up with Fozzie yet? I don't know. I know he just signed a new record deal, but I don't know when the tour starts. I'll look up Fozzie tour right now. Yeah, the, the, the end was funny just because Roman somehow fell out of the ring after punching Owens. <laughs> caused caused the pinfall, but wasn't there to break it up. Uh, the whole thing was just this this thing where Bronze took so much damage, he took a nap on the table for about five minutes, waiting for Rollins to powerbomb Jericho onto him, and then he was he was out of it. He was out of it for the, for the rest of that thing. But he was the star of the first half of the match, and then wasn't even present at the end. Uh, but I mean, I thought this whole thing was fine and and, and good, but still doesn't make any sense. Why are these guys who are teammates fighting each other? There's no a- tour dates, by the way. None as of yet. Know. He's uh, staying forever. Hooray, hooray. We'll never lose the list of Jericho. It can stay forever. So uh, <laughs> I'm in a Skype chat with, with the owner of Fightful, Jimmy Van, and his tech team. And every time, like when there's an issue, like we're, we're adding a feature section. Uh, I want the block quote shaded in. Every time I mention something like that, they, the the girl, uh, Lindsay, who works on our tech team, will go, I'll add that to my list. And I'm just like, yeah, your list. <laughs> I can't help it. I can't help it. But um, I thought this was a good way to end the match. It teases the, the Jericho Owens thing a little bit more. So I'm cool with it. I'm cool with it. But overall, there, there, was, there was a lot pretty – there was some pretty decent on the show, but other, otherwise, oh my God, this was just, you didn't have to watch this show at all. You could have watched the YouTube clip of Rusev versus Sami Zayn and you would have been absolutely fine. Absolutely fine. A lot of you guys are wanting me to wait till Wednesday. I'll see how that goes, guys. Clear it with Jimmy Van, perhaps. Also, I, I need to address this. John Jones suspended for a year. Retroactive to July, he is still the UFC interim light heavyweight champion. I don't know what they're doing with that title. I've reached out to the UFC. They haven't got back to me. He basically took, as he called it, dick pills 
and it had banned substances in it. He was cleared of being of any intentional wrongdoing. He did not take a performance enhancing drug. It was proven to be uh, a tainted supplement, but they encouraged uh, the the arbitration panel that levied down or that handed down the the suspension said that they didn't want to give a six month suspension that uh, Yoel Romero and Tim Means got. So, what this means for Brock Lesnar as well, if he took that same supplement because he paid for that that same substance, he could maybe. Well, he's probably only facing a year fine anyway or a year suspension anyway. But John Jones will be back in eight months, and compared to a year and eight months, that's a hell of a lot better. That's that's better for him. It's better for the UFC. Better for all involved. Now he's just got to stay out of trouble. But uh, his name is cleared as far as being a PED user goes as it relates to that situation. I'll talk more about this on Wednesday with Showdown Joe, of course. But had to bring that up. That UFC light heavyweight title. I think UFC 206 in Toronto. Now, for those of you who aren't familiar with MMA, I'll run down this UFC 205 card for you because, holy shit, it's worth me doing that for. Former title challenger Liz Carmouche facing Caitlin Chikagan. That's a top 15 fight. You also have Natal, Tim Boach, Jim Miller, Tiago Alves. Those are on Fight Pass. On the Fox Sports 1 prelims, you have former UFC light heavyweight champion Rashad Evans making his middleweight debut against Tim Kennedy. You have Khabib Nurmagomedov, who is probably fighting for a title shot against Michael Johnson. You have former lightweight champion Frankie Edgar taking on Jeremy Stevens. Then on the UFC 205 main card, pay-per-view card, live viewing party for all this stuff. Former Bantamweight champion Misha Tate takes on Raquel Pennington. Donald Cowboy Cerrone, arguably the most exciting fighter in MMA, takes on Kelvin Gastelum. Former middleweight champion Chris Weidman faces Yoel Romero. The winner probably gets the title shot. Then three championship fights. Joanna Jacek defends against Carolina Kolvakovic. Uh, Tyron Woodley defends against Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. And Eddie Alvarez defends the lightweight championship against the featherweight champion, Conor McGregor. He looks to become the first person in UFC history to hold two titles simultaneously. Hot damn... I can't wait. I can't wait. So, Anna, I'll ask you this before we go. How's the wrestling training been going? Good. Had training last night. That's What was that like? Good. How's bumping? Well, that was uh, my first time bumping in a ring on the weekend. Um, and Bumping in a ring or the first time bumping in a ring on the weekend? In a ring. Okay. Um, you I can move this burn and all that? Huh? Do you get the canvas burn and all that stuff? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love it, though. I really love being, like, I got a body slam. That was so much fun. So how, how long have you been at it? You just started, right? Yeah. Uh, I think a month. And they've got me in to do, I'm a ballet for the shows. So that's nice. a lot of fun. Yeah. Nice. Alex, when are we going to get you to take some bumps? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I guess we may have to talk about an increase in pay for Hazard. Let's let's write a wrestling stage play. Yeah. Why no. wouldn't that work? I certainly could. It's all basically choreographed fighting anyway. Yeah. So there was I, I had my my wedding 
at an opera house. And one of the ideas floated around among the psychos that I am friends with was to have broken Matt Hardy officiate my wedding and then the curtains pull and there's a wrestling ring and he tries to stop my wedding. But EC3, who is, who is a buddy of mine, comes to the rescue and saves the wedding. <laughs> my wife was thrilled that that shit didn't happen. <laughs> that would have been amazing. They almost bought EC3 a ticket to come to my wedding, like a flight to come to my wedding to make some of this happen. And I was like, guys, you, you got to calm the shit down. <laughs> you got to you gotta maybe put my life, my future with my wife and how she's going to react to the situation in perspective. Damn. 100 episodes. And Anna's been here for every single one of them. Yeah. As I make my Fightful podcast debut tonight. I'm a rookie. Anna, what can we expect? What are some of the early spots we can expect on your most ridiculous this week? Uh, I think I think the one that takes the entire show tonight abroad was the Shining Stars earning a place in Survivor Series. And the thing is, when, when um, Golden Truth actually came out as a part of the team, initially my first reaction was, well, at least it's not Shining Stars. <sighs> There's no Titus on this week's show, so uh, you're going to – usually you could do a top ten ridiculous things that Titus O'Neil does and says every week. You know what? It's, it's between him and Byron with the stupidest shit that's said on Raw. <laughs> oh, man. Alex, what do you have in store for this week besides – somebody says maybe Raj Geary can be the Friday co-host. I'm still on great terms with Raj Geary, guys. <laughs> Like, I know you all throw that out there. I'm still in great, great uh, terms with Raj. But, um, Alex, I understand you're doing the reaction pieces again. Yes, starting those back up now that I'm full-time and have uh, all that time to to dedicate to those. But also, uh, we'll be doing editing and, and writing some news articles for this. So we have a little thing that might be coming out later this week about the official breakup of the Cosmic Wasteland. And... The sad, sad story therein. Uh, but uh, yeah, well, so I'll be doing a raw reaction, the SmackDown react down, and then uh, uh, I'll be able to uh, probably do the individual shows, uh, NXT and Lucha as individual pieces, quick hits, because those are just hour long shows. But I'll definitely get those things uh, out every week, and you guys can read my musings on what is either super awesome or dreck. <laughs> <laughs> I usually I don't have anything in between. It's usually one or the other. I am working on an investigative piece about TNA and Jeff Jarrett's guitars. This is a legit thing. Hashtag ask questions, guys. Hey, if you are American, go vote tomorrow, please. Please do it. Wake up at 6 a.m. Subscribe to the Fightful podcast on YouTube. Visit the Fightful.com page. If you don't like wrestling, MMA, or boxing, you can go to slash wrestling, slash MMA, slash boxing, clickety-clack on all those little articles, then go vote. Priorities. Fightful, then vote, then fightful again. Don't go vote again because you'll get arrested. Big decision for you all tomorrow, guys. 
Uh, I'll assess the the response and see if we'll do a show tomorrow or Wednesday afternoon because, like I said, more important things going on than the Fightful podcast tomorrow evening, technically. Technically. Um, If you all want to download audio of this, go to our podcast page. A lot of you always ask me about that. I swear it's coming to iTunes soon. Bitch at them. Tag Apple on Twitter. Tell them that you want it on there because it's them. It's not us. Until next time, guys, follow us at Fightful Online. We are out. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.